TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Welcome into another edition of the Score North Twin Show. I'm Derek Wetmore, and along with me is a very special guest. We have with us Matthew Trueblood of Baseball Prospectus. Matthew, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, happy to do it. Uh, I, the reason I reached out to you is because of your newsletter, which people can subscribe to. They can follow you on Twitter at MA Trueblood. And the subject of the latest one was uh, kind of interesting to me as someone who follows the twins. You wrote about Josh Donaldson versus Chris Bryant. I think it was more of a Cubs perspective. You follow them pretty closely, too. But... If I could just get, I'll let you elaborate, but the 10 second version to start, just to give us somewhere to start on this conversation, why would you prefer Josh Donaldson free agent over Chris Bryant? Well, I think the number one reason, the the big separator between the two players for me is Donaldson's glove. But the other big deal is the acquisition cost, which you're not paying in the same sort of currency for each player. And I think the cash that you have to pony up for Donaldson is just a less scarce, less valuable, more easily replaced asset to a team than the prospect capital that any trade for Chris Bryan is going to involve. Sure. So you saw the Ken Rosenthal piece this week, too, about the, the some of the big names that are still out there on the trade market. And I have to think that if uh, if he's writing a piece about that at this time in January, it's because those conversations are still at least thought to be active Uh, does it surprise you in any way that some of the big names that are out there are reportedly out there chris bryant's one of them but uh mookie betts francisco lindor nolan Aaron. does this surprise you matthew yeah i mean i think it should always surprise us when players that good are considering or are in this kind of rumor mill especially when at least some of them you know nolan arenado is a different case but mookie betts chris bryant francisco lindor these are phenomenal players, superstars, who are also playing for teams that are nominally competitive or yeah. should be, even in the near term. So, yeah, we we had better be surprised by that. But at the same time, given what we know about the current economic state of the game and the way that teams are behaving, uh, it doesn't come as a total shock because the writing has been on the wall for some of these things for very different reasons in each case. Uh, but for a little while now. Sure. So I want to bring this back to the twins, and that'll be no shock to you, of course. Um, you wrote about Bryant versus Donaldson. Um, do you think Donaldson is a good fit with the twins? And obviously, there's been a ton of talk about him, and you mentioned the glove. He's also got a you know, star bat. He was something like a five-win player by Fangraph's metrics uh, last year. What What do you think the... Uh, what do you think would be a reasonable acquisition cost for the twins if it is just cash on a four-year deal? I've been saying that the Twins should be willing to go maybe not to four years and $120 million, but right up into that neighborhood. If you could do something that, you know, maybe maybe even be willing to do a vesting or club option for a fifth year to okay. keep the cost a little lower, but be willing to go to four years and $110 million, which is sort of the what the industry understands to be the asking price at which he is holding firm, Donaldson. Sure. I think the Twins should be willing to go there because there is no team in the bidding for him that is as perfect a fit on so many different levels as the Twins are. Yeah, you talk about the fit. 
Is it just because of the being able to move Sano or just elaborate, I guess, what you mean on why he's a better fit for the Twins than, say, the Nats or the Braves? Yeah, well, it's it's kind of on every level. The defensive fit is obvious in a certain way, but it even runs a hair deeper. You know, you're going to be able to move Miguel Sano across the diamond with this signing. It also, because Donaldson, what he does best as a defender, you know, he's a great all-around defender, but he is particularly elite going to his left, covering the third base shortstop hole, which means the weakness of Jorge Polanco as a defensive shortstop is covered over just a little bit by adding Donaldson. Sure. So you're remaking the entire dynamic of the left side of your infield. Um, on the offensive side, you know, the Twins have in Sano and Nelson Cruz, two of the elite exit velocity guys in baseball right now. And Donaldson slides right in behind them as, you know, it would, he'd be of a piece with those two. He is also famously and for many years now, you know, he's been one of the leading prophets of the launch angle revolution. Not even so much launch angle, but just constantly being focused on getting his pitch and attacking and driving it in the air to the pole field. Yeah. That's what really set the Twins apart this past season. It's what they love to emphasize as an offense. They lost the guy who sort of coordinated that effort at, on a broad scale in 2019 when James Rousen went to the Marlins. Now, of course, they're going to continue that philosophically. You know, they're, they still know what they want to do as an organization. But bringing in Donaldson would almost be like, adding a new coach sure. who thinks the same way you already do. Yeah, it, he's very yeah. outspoken. He's great at everything that the Twins love most on offense. When you talk about that and his approach, you you reminded me a lot of Mitch Garver. That was one of the things that allowed him to succeed uh, so well this year. I, I guess let me ask you, we'll circle back to the acquisition cost because that's something that obviously I spend a lot of time thinking about. I know you do too. Um, there's been a lot of talk um among Twins observers and, and Twins fans and in the blogosphere and more mainstream media and whatever, that's sort of melding these days. It is a popular topic to say, go trade for somebody, go get a stud right now. You have the prospect capital to do it. Um, I guess, don't let me put words in your mouth here, Matthew, but when you said that the, the acquisition cost is is lower when it's just cash versus prospects, are, are you more in favor of buying a, a star player like Donaldson, because at least there's one left, versus maybe going out and pursuing a trade, whether that's for a pitcher or a position player. I, I, I guess, am I hearing your words correctly in that? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, even for a team with a relatively deep farm system, to have come this far, they're through the rebuild, they've had one great season, and still the farm system is relatively strong for the Twins, that doesn't mean you want to go about depleting it right away, especially when you've just finished with 101 wins. You're hoping to be right in that bracket in 2020. You're not going to be picking high in the draft. You're not going to be selling players at the trade deadline. Your opportunities to continue beefing up your farm system are going to be few and far between for the next few years. You don't, at this point, go and voluntarily trade away players from that system who you hope will replace some of the guys who are going to hit free agency over the next couple of years. Yeah, interesting. Um, when you have an opportunity to add a player of similar impact and only pay for them. Yeah, and so the Twins would have to give up um, basically the money and the draft pick compensation. Is that right? 
That's right. And the draft pick compensation really is not especially significant, especially in the Twins' case. The system of draft pick compensation at this point is way more complicated than it needs to be, but it's, the Twins would not be giving up their their top pick even to get Donaldson. And so it's relatively easy call to say, you know, that's it's almost just like a tax on the transaction. It does slightly bring down <laughs> yeah. what you're willing to bid for him in cash. Sure. But it shouldn't scare you away in any way. Sure. Fair enough. And I'm curious to know, too, uh, how do you think that Donaldson ages? Because that's going to be a topic, obviously, when a guy's 34. In fact, I think you mentioned in your newsletter the one thing that you'd favor Chris Bryant or the the major factor that you've seen people favoring Chris Bryant would be age versus Donaldson. Um, I think that's a fair criticism. And I also think that as an elite level defender at third base at 33, like there's kind of a lot of room to fall, even if he does follow some aging curves. What are your thoughts on how good Donaldson will be for the end of this contract? Yeah. That point that you make that he is at this moment, at least a pretty darn healthy elite defensive third baseman who also beats the snot out of the baseball that's what you know about him (laughs) and i think sometimes we get too lost in ages because we know what the aging curve looks like but the difference between one player's talent and another's is almost all you know in most situations you're going to end up comparing two players where just the difference in their skill level is greater than the difference between you know this player at this age and this player a year or two later sure donaldson's going to decline that's almost inevitable but you look at similar style hitters, Nelson Cruz is one. He is a lot like Josh Donaldson, and here he's still going strong at age 40. Now, of course, he's an exception, not a rule, but they're, stylistically, they're both already the exception, not the rule. You know, there are yeah, people yeah. who have that skill set just all over the place. That's a good point. I expect yeah. Donaldson to age pretty well. And, you know, even if he doesn't, on the front of the end of this contract, you should be able to get a ton of value out of him. And then if he's losing mobility... You know, Miguel Sano's going to hit free agency in just a couple years. Nelson Cruz probably gone either as a free agent or a retiree after this season, maybe 2021. There are going to be places to slide Donaldson if you don't feel like he can hack it defensively anymore. Maybe he has to slide down the lineup, but he's not going to become useless overnight because he's such a well-rounded and extremely talented player right now. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, this one's a little unfair. I, I didn't ask you about this, but I'm going to try to catch you off guard, and I assume that I won't. Josh Donaldson or Nolan Arenado? Because now we bring into the equation, there's another, you know, we're talking elite-level defender. We're talking cost certainty. I believe he can opt out of that contract that he signed with the Rockies. And, I mean, just just an absolute superstar who's who's being paid like one and is younger than Donaldson if the Rockies are willing to trade him which if I don't know if you read the tea leaves on some of the Rosenthal pieces or tweets where he says that like Arenado hasn't come out and vocally supported that he wants to be here with the team or whatever they say there's just some something weird going on there in Colorado so anyways long question longer let's just assume that that is it even a remote possibility that that Arenado could be traded at some point. Is that a kind of trade target that should interest a team like the Twins? You know, I guess it all depends on what the Rockies' motivation ultimately for doing such a deal is going to end up being. Um, If their thought is just that they need to move into a reloading phase, but they're not under pressure to clear a lot of salary, and what they want to do is maximize their talent return for Arenado, uh, 
that wouldn't be a deal that I would spring for if I were the Twins. Mm. Donaldson is a very comparable player to Nolan Arenado. Arenado's gotten edge defensively. Of course, he's going to age better because he's quite a bit younger. Uh, but Donaldson's a far superior hitter, really. I, I would rather have Bryant's bat than Arenado's. Certainly Donaldson's than either one. Um, and the real thing to me, if I'm a team that's interested in trading for Nolan Arenado, I would rather have the Rockies give me some sort of assurances or pay down part of his contract or restructure his deal with him. Because as it stands, you know, we, we use the term opt out. Look at it this way. Right now, he essentially has a two year deal with a five year player option tacked <laughs> on to the end of it. Yeah. Uh, if he, if something goes wrong in the next couple of years, you're going to be on the hook for all that money. And if nothing goes wrong, he's probably going to walk in free agency in two seasons. And it's just like trading for Chris Bryant, only you probably gave up even more to get it. So to me, it's still clearly Donaldson, unless the Rockies really badly need to clear salary, at which point maybe you could you know, be willing to take on all of the money and not have to give up very much at all in terms of talent. Fascinating. I'll, I'll leave you with this like final idea or final question just to sort of check my own opinion on this against yours is uh, you, you talk about Donaldson being such a good fit for the Twins and it would make all kinds of sense. Like if, if, if I'm in Donaldson's shoes and I don't have any of his loyalties to Atlanta or whatever, like Minnesota's a, a good landing spot, I would think. You guarantee a DH spot. They've got some money. You are going to be on a winning team. Um, would you or what is your general opinion when you talk about $120 million? Like that's a lot of money. But what is your general opinion on quote unquote losing the deal? Because I think some teams get locked into a mindset right now. Uh, boy, especially the ones that aren't full-on rebuild or full-on World Series, they get locked in this mindset of winning deals, whether it's trades or free agent acquisitions or whatever. Um, are you okay with, quote-unquote, losing a deal if the, the, the loss means Donaldson ends up on your roster and he's maybe slightly overpaid for the length of the contract? Yeah, I am. And I know that that separate, you know, there is a long long list of reasons why I'm not working in a front office. Uh, but this is right up there among them, uh, okay. that I would be willing to lose deals like this. And most people that MLB teams employ are not willing to lose deals like this. Um, I don't even want to think of it necessarily as losing the deal. but Sure, you know I'd what I mean. Willing, yeah, right. I'd be willing to overpay slightly because I think the Twins have more flexibility than they're using uh, financially right now anyway. And you have to remember that if you slightly overpay in terms of the value Donaldson's providing, you may make that back because there is a sort of a reverse opportunity cost involved where when you grab him, you no longer have to consider trades where you might overpay in terms of prospects and those guys that are still going to be around to flesh out your rotation for years to come. The Twins have this battery of young pitchers they really like. Bruce Dark, Gratterall, Yuan Duran, uh, Jordan Belazovich, even Lewis Thorpe, those guys can stick around and you don't have to sweat it as much if you can find a big free agent like Donaldson because then your offense is pretty well set. And so you just move forward and you may eventually run into some payroll constraints, but they're not going to be urgent. They're not going to be especially severe in the Twins case because this is a team that makes tons of money and right now is barely spending in t like a league average uh, payroll. 
So I just wouldn't sweat it that hard. And hopefully the twins have come to the same conclusion or are going to at least make their best honest offer to Donaldson. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, very well said. Um, I guess I'll leave it with that. Matthew Trueblood is our guest today. He writes for Baseball Prospectus. He writes for Twins Daily. You can find him on Twitter at M.A. Trueblood. Where else can people find you? Uh, what What would you like to shout to the uh, Score North first place Twin Show audience? I think those are the big ones. I'm really excited about the work I'll be putting out at both of those outlets in the coming days and weeks and months. I also have that email newsletter where this piece first appeared. Uh, that's at Penning Bull. You can find out more at PenningBull.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, sir, and we'll catch you on down the line. Anytime. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.